back, boys and girls, to another episode of K Babe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know It All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined here once again by the rest of the K Babe crew and special guest. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a hell of a week. It's been uh, it's been there's been so much going on. My brain is just like just crashing right now. I I I don't even know what to do. It's been so crazy. Uh, the wrestling world has kind of been a little stagnant, but we're here today to talk about the top five worst ring gear you know tights whatever it, it's i'm really excited to poo poo on things it's one of my favorite things to do uh wex how are we living today bud uh living pretty solid can't complain you know you know i've been at that new job for a little bit been working extra hard but i'm loving it i'm living it got that got that first paycheck today with that raise so you know love it love it working in the record business man who would have thought who would have thought man i'm loving it hey uh jesse how you doing bud Doing good, doing good, man. Just chilling out here, out in the whore trace, and uh, kicking it, watching a little bit of wrestling, been catching up on some other some other TVs and whatnot. But yeah, just chilling. Very much looking forward to shitting on some shitty ring gear. Love it. I'm super excited about it. And uh, we are very excited to have here our reoccurring guest here, Miss uh, Miss Jessica Rosenberg. How we uh, how we living? Um, all right, getting into, um, you know, retail hell as the holidays are fast approaching. So Ooh, very lucky there. that I have this outlet to like be myself and talk about something that doesn't revolve around bath bombs or <laughs> gift sets or driving sales. It's, it's really nice. No, no bath bombs today. We're just going to be talking about bombs in the ring. And by that, just utter disgraceful nonsense that people actually wore on television. It's crazy. Um, I'm excited. Today's show is going to be great. Last week's show was really fun. Got some decent feedback there. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm having a good time with this listening. Before we get into the meat and potatoes, though, Wexley, spill the tea, baby. What we got going on? What's happening in the world of wrestling? All right, so uh, obviously we had the WWE Crown Jewel pay-per-view over the weekend, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there were some mm-hmm. decent matches here there, like some pretty good ones. There are some, you know, okay ones. But, like, one of the things that had the most people on the news about was Braun Strowman, you know, afterwards basically shitting on indie wrestlers and people who aren't big men. And they kind of got in his ass real hard, so hard that he had to, like, you know, tweet like, oh, I'm just, you know, trying to get the IWC riled up. I respect all my brothers and sisters, but nah, homie, you know. That's probably why Jeff Jarrett took a shot at you on Dynamite, because that's literally probably how you are backstage. Yeah, it's uh, it's garbage, man. What can I say? Jesse, how do you feel about it? I mean, <clears throat> I guess he needs to control his narrative a little bit better once he's going to use his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Rosenberg, how are you feeling about that? I, I don't know. People talk a lot of shit, and I'm always a fan of the bigger guys, but it's, it's like, why shit on people that way? Like, mm. it makes no sense. Mm. I mean, like, there's one thing to, like, hype up and, like, you know, do some little Cape Fabe poke and jabs, but I don't know. It's just seemed it seemed pointless and over the top to me. Yeah, it seemed it seemed uh, it just seemed sleazy. Yeah, like even if it was a joke, it's like it's just not it's not there's no taste in it. It's it's just it's like it felt remedial. It felt like this is not something like like something that a guy with nipple piercings would probably do. It seems like something (laughs) that a guy that wrestled on a VFW hall would do and not a guy that's like, you know, wrestling (laughs) 
you know, internationally for the most legendary pro wrestling company of all time. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I mean, again, like I say this a lot of times on the show and there's somebody else I'm sure we're going to talk about in the news here. Um, but it's like, you could literally erase their entire career from pro wrestling and it would make zero difference to me. Like you could just, I could have never seen them and it would have made no difference whatsoever. So, yep. Moving on. All right. Well, I guess we'll just keep it going with WWE this week and raw this week actually was like a pretty good show except for the end. They pulled some shit that just doesn't make any fucking sense. So Seth Rollins has an open challenge, open challenge for the United States championship. And Austin theory cashes in his money in the bank for the mid card title that was already there for an open challenge and then loses like, what the fuck? Like, can you bury a person anymore? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, yeah, they might get out of it get that the way too, thing off of them. Have them go for the world title and lose. You're gonna have them go for the mid card title when it's already an open challenge in the fucking first place. Which that just really got me. Like, what the fuck were they thinking there? Like, you had a good episode and then you just what? What are you doing? Seems like somebody's trying to make a point. Yeah. Jessica, if you were going to book the Austin Theory angle, how would you have booked it? I'm just not a fan of Austin Theory at all, so I would probably just write him right off the show. <laughs> like, why not let another person win the briefcase if you're going to you I mean, the briefcase on the line? Like, it's just dumb as fuck. I think, yeah, he's, I think he's good. I think he's got tons of potential. I don't think he belongs in the position that he's in, for sure. Yeah, but I think that... I think he will be very good. I think he will be ready. Um, to me, it's like, why don't you just have him show up at like Halloween Havoc? And I mean, NXT sucks. NXT would be, yeah, like, would be way more interesting if Austin Theory was there. Like, I agree. I was thinking, because he showed up on NXT a few weeks ago with the briefcase, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Send him back to NXT for Perfect. a run. Like, dude, but. That, that makes way more sense to me. I mean, the only thing, only thing, I mean, there there's still ways out of it. Like he could come out next week with the briefcase all beat up or whatever. And just say, you know, like, Hey, it was an open challenge. I didn't have to cash it in. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they might write right away around this. Maybe they, they won't. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, but even if they don't again too, it's like, that was a Vince call to have him put the briefcase on him. We're in a different era now and things are smooth and people are liking it. So it's like, if this is the hiccup for theory and we're all just shitting on theories booking, it's like, I mean, Seth looked great. And I mean, the main the rest of the main Roth, the main show looked yeah, really Bobby good Lashley on Monday. Still looked really good. So, yeah, so it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it. Honestly, it sucks for theory, I guess. Like sucks for theory. <laughs> like, Meh. Hey, we got Mia Yim back. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And I feel like having the money in the bank be cashed out and the whole thing with the 24 seven title belt happened in the same week felt very weird. And then, Wex, were you going to talk about that? Do you want to talk about that? I mean, I, that I, I kind of get what you're saying, though. It just it feels like Triple H is like just getting rid of all the bullshit that he doesn't want. Like at the same, he's just like, we're just fucking trimming the fat. Fuck this old bullshit that Vince was doing. Both of these things were dumb. So it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, though, that it happened like a. Like it happened so fast that it felt a little jarring, but I think that, that they did that on purpose. I think they're trying to be like, Hey, it's different now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's just get it all out of the way. It's different now. You know, I feel like if you were going to usher into a new era, there could have been like 
some maybe perhaps like the whole storyline there was trash to Triple H and he's just like yeah he's just like you know get it out of here like literally yeah. why she threw and missed the throwing <laughs> belt that's in the so, trash that was so good that's oh, gonna be a botch of mania almost classic. better that's that's gonna yeah, be a yeah fucking... I think I was like okay are we proving a point here like what are we doing and she jokes uh, like she was joking on Twitter. She was just like, you know, I, she goes, I, I, I never played basketball. So that was a pretty fucking big trash can to miss. Is all, it's, it was like a fucking <laughs> it was like a world class athlete right there, man. World class yeah. athlete, guys. She's no Medusa. She's certainly no Medusa. Hey, Medusa did not have to do a shoot. She just did a little drop. I'll say that. That's true. She dropped it. She that didn't shoot it. True. What else but we got? Yeah, I mean, Raw like this week. And lately, you no know, WWE's been doing their thing, doing like, like I said, like Mia Yim coming back. That's pretty cool. Uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi were in the bumper for the opening of Raw, so I mean, are they coming back? I hope so. so I don't I mean, see why not at this point. I mean, what my guess is, uh, for the War Games, the mystery people they're not announcing are going to be them at some some capacity on either side, whether it's the heel or the babyface side. I feel like that's what they're going to do. Well, there's like all these uh, like posts, you know, the dirt sheet posts and stuff like that that are like sharing her working with different trainers and things like that. Oh, um, yeah. I saw her working like, with a uh, fucking Hoovy. Yeah. yeah. Which I don't know how much that's going to benefit her right now, but maybe a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, she, maybe she doesn't ever lucha work that that quite good. And Hoovy can help, uh, you know, tighten some boats. I think they did a good job of staying away for as long as they have. I think that they've, I think that it all worked out. You know, the water's kind of calmed in that department. And it also gave them a chance to look around and see. Um, and I think WWE is the best position now for them. Now that Vince is gone, everything is different from when they left. I think that, I mean, even if they were complete free agents, I think resigning with WWE is their best bet. I think that coming back is makes the most sense for them. I would absolutely love for them to be like, oh, we're not back here for you guys. We're just back for the money and just do the damage control thing. Like, I make that a massive group. I would be into that. Like, I mean, I think that there's enough young and enough established all there that makes sense to me. And then just have like, just be a feeding factory for baby faces. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes perfect sense to me. Um, but what do I know? Right. We'll see how it all pans out, but uh, so we'll go ahead and since we're talking about comebacks, so it was officially announced on Dynamite this week that Soraya, a.k.a. Paige, has been cleared and she's coming back. In a wrestling capacity. Actually, she's going to wrestle. She's going to have a real wrestling match, going to take bumps. She's been cleared. So, you know, actually, Sasha Banks was the last person she was in the ring with when she got injured. So everybody's making comebacks these days. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just too little too late at this point for, for her, in my opinion. I just, I, I mean, okay. I think that she was great, but it's been how long now? What was it, 2016, 2015? Who remembers? That's the yeah. point. What I'm saying is, like, women's wrestling has gotten significantly better. I'm not saying that she wasn't very good at the time. She was, but it's way better now. I mean, with women's wrestling now is... Just on a different pace, I think. I mean, even even like the and that's the thing too. Like AEW's booking is trash, but like we like the women's wrestlers in AEW. Yeah, of They're course. Just not booked well, but they can all go. Like, and so I don't know if I don't know if Paige can keep up, man. 
I, don't I think know. they've also got a problem on their hands immediately putting her with Britt because, I mean, you are in Tweenerville 110% on both sides. I mean, the oh, crowd, yeah. It's like they, you, they just didn't know what to think. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know who to cheer for because it's like yeah. you want to cheer for Soraya, but then like Britt has a point with what she was saying. Like, you know, like, fuck you. I've ran this company. Like, I built this shit. And then Soraya, you know, came back with the, oh, you don't know what it takes, but like she kind of does because she was the champion and yeah, if you, some that's gnarly the, matches for like a year. Or so carried the company. Like <laughs> I said like, this while I was watching the whole thing to my girlfriend. I was like, Paige just committed the number one sin of a wrestling promo, which is where you try to devalue your opponent to the point to where the crowd's not supposed to think that they matter or that they're as good as you. That is not what you do. You're yeah. supposed to vilify your opponent and quantify them as a legitimate threat yeah. while talking shit. And yeah. she failed to do that. She also incorrectly stated that she wrestled at the Tokyo Dome, which she corrected herself on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, she later. said it was actually uh, the um, <laughs> sumo hall. hall. Which is fucking hilarious to me. That's a Hulk Hogan moment, you know? Yeah. Oh, dude. It's a Hulk Hogan moment for sure. <laughs> Jess, how you feel about it? Uh, I liked the person that played her in the movie about her family more than I actually like her. Oh, that's good. Ooh. I like that. Well, uh, I, yeah, I think she'd be a better coach. I think she definitely has some probably better ideas. Of course, you wouldn't know that with the promo that she pulled, but um, I, I think she could be valuable yeah. to AEW. I just sure. don't know in what capacity. Um, I don't know. It's hard. Her boyfriend sucks. I don't, <laughs> like it makes me care about her much less. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I just am not. I could take it or leave it. Yeah. But I am proud of her for overcoming an addiction and getting herself back together and going back to the thing that she loves. And, you know, woman to woman, I think that is really great. And I can't fault her for that. Sure. I hate her taste in men all the way around. But what does that matter? Doesn't matter at all. As far as her in ring, she was good. I just think that she's kind of been left behind by a women's growth in wrestling that is absolutely like, far overcome what she's capable. At, at least from what I've seen, maybe maybe not. Maybe she's just got the bug. I mean, she does have a family thing, dude. I, you know what? I would hope nothing more than for them to both just absolutely tear it down at full gear and be like silence everybody. I would love that. Yeah, totally. But I don't see it happening, but I'd love to see it. Me too. Well, since you uh, mentioned that you like the movie version of Paige better, you know, we're going to talk about some movies and our boy MJF. Finally, you know, people try to call him the discount Miz. This motherfucker's got a real movie role (laughs) in a real movie, not the Marine 12 or whatever the fuck the Miz did, but. Like Marine 7. It's pretty, pretty fucking cool. He's going to be playing. Um. Basically, the non Von Eric, right? Lance Von Eric, the Lance Von Eric, the the lost cousin. Yeah, the one that came in that was like they tried to make a brother that wasn't. They tried to make him a cousin. Hmm. But yeah, MJF's gonna be in a fucking real Hollywood movie with Zac Efron and whoever the fuck else is gonna be in this thing because you know I haven't got that deep into it, but I think that's pretty fucking cool. And if you watched his promo this week on Dynamite that was taken from a podcast, what was it? Uh, Pardon the Interruption. Pardon the Interruption, yeah. Like a, like a real ESPN sports podcast, but he like cut a promo 
And dude, he he just keeps fucking delivering yeah, every single time, and he makes me believe what he says that he is a generational talent. Yeah. He mentioned oh. The Rock, Stone Cold, Bruno San Martino, and he's like, I'm a generational talent. I was like, I can't fucking disagree with you. Yeah. You- yeah. I saw someone on, um, I think Twitter, say that um, him being in the movie would be the first time ever he's broken kayfabe. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I wonder what AEW is going to do when he leaves. I don't know, I really but I do. hope he goes somewhere big. I love him. Well, what if he doesn't leave? Jubro. Dude, come on, man. But Zero is, debate. Like, what if he does stay and like actually signs and he, he does become be, this movie star? He could be the guy. No, dude. He will be the first one out the door. As soon as his contract expires, he will be in WWE. Also, I have to issue There's a war. Thing. That's where he's going. Zero debate about it. Like, even if it, I, I'm sure like he would. Dude, he, it, the it, thing it, is, it only builds the character. And honestly, like he, I'm not saying he's going to sign a 10-year deal. Maybe he signs a two-year deal. I'm not saying he retires in WWE, but he 1,000% is going. One th- as soon as he can, he's going. Because they're going to sign him for a ton of money. Uh, yes. We'll see. But the whole thing, I think if he just stays with AEW, the whole acting with the whole media Warner conglomerate, like he could be just deep in the money from the movies, getting all these roles from all this shit if he does good. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but – I think it would be really sick and very cool if MJF did just stay with AEW and was just the guy. But I know what you mean. Everyone wants to go to WWE. That's the ultimate goal, the dream. But, dude, if you could just. Once Cody's champ, MJF will sign over and it'll be the craziest, biggest pop. When MJF confronts a champion Cody Rhodes in dude, WWE, and he, and the internet will break. Cody, dude, that'd be, dude, I'd bust like four nuts. It'd off be amazing. That. that just sounds amazing. It'd be amazing. That's great. It'd be amazing. And it's going to happen. I'm manifesting it here. Do you think, hey, quick, do you okay. think Cody ever after his WWE run makes one more, one last AEW run? No. Never? Maybe. I don't just think at the end, like later, just come, you know, just do do a little like probably not. retire, do a little something. I think he'll probably end up being a trip uh, like a he'll, I think he'll be Triple H's Triple H. I think he'll end up being backstage. I think we're going to see a lot of him and Gorilla. And we'll finally see that cross promotion thing we never thought we would see. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, like like the Bucks and all those dudes, like they are still like boys with Cody, even though, you know, oh, you yeah. all see, like they're they're still homies. They're friends like so. Anything's possible with the future of wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's true. I fully agree. Fully agree. All right, man. What is also possible is some ugly ass outfits, dude. And that's what we were talking about today. The top five worst ring gear of all time. This has got to be all over the place. I mean, we might have a few that are the same, but there's going to be, they got to be all over the place. They got to be. So ladies first. Miss Jessica Rosenberg, our esteemed guest, would you please tell us your number five worst ring gear of all time? All right. So number five, to me, it's so bad that it's actually good and it, okay. it's kind of iconic. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one wrestler, but two different versions. Fred Ottoman with Tugboat and his tiny little little uh, hat <laughs> and this big body. It's the cutest thing ever, but it's so bad. It's just people ripped on him forever for this tiny little hat. And then to overcompensate for it, Shockmaster is Tugboat. Tugboat is Shockmaster wearing that glittered 
you know, Star Wars helmet and literally just debuts and trips because he can't see in it. So, like, while the concept was kind of cool and very much, like, disco feather boa and, like, you know, glam bejeweled ahead of its time, I must say, he can't see through it. He face planted and, like, it's memed to this day. (laughs) You're swinging hot. You're swinging hot, (laughs) Jessica Rosenberg. You're knocking things out of the park right away. Just taking no prisoners with number five. Wex, I can feel your antsy over there. You want to talk about some shitty gear. What's your number five? I'll talk about some fucking shitty gear because uh, I'll go and sort of lay this out for you. He was a former world champion, but when uh, he came over to Vince McMahon, uh, he had to wear a fucking stupid-ass helmet. I'm talking about Farouk. And that is the helmet and the like actual gear. It's the precursor to the first run of carrying cross. Oh yeah. Like it's literally the same thing. It's just the wackest shit. I know Vince just loved to bury WCW talent cause they weren't his dudes, but that was rough for a, like a former world champion coming, wearing a fucking just stupid ass helmet. Luckily, he recovered later with the Nation of Domination and the Acolytes, APA, all that shit. But goddamn, that when he first popped up, that was that was rough. It was embarrassing for his prestige and just fuck. Goddamn. Farouk's helmet, number five. Yeah, I hate you for that. I really do. That sounds like a wrestling move all on its own. That was a lot higher on my list. It's okay. I've got some other uh, other ones to put in there. Appreciate that. Oh, okay. Um, well. There's a lot of bad shit is all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I got a really good one. Okay, so I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll just come in right here. My number five, um, I'm just going to sub it out and just move some other stuff up. This is uh, – you remember when Mojo Raleigh was trying to find himself and he had the Luna Vachon uh, oh, yeah. makeup going on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yeah, for like a week. He had it for like a month, a month maybe. He was really trying to do his Luna thing. I don't even know if he wrestled in it. but Cut promos. The worst promos of, <laughs> of, of, the, of the decade. Worst promos of the decade, bar none. Terrible. Dude, and the, okay, the best part about it is, is that, like, in 1996, those, like, vein paint things that Vashon did were way more defined. Like, it literally looks like two Crayolas, like, just, like... <laughs> rubbed on his face in these terrible lightning bolt patterns. Like he went to the Wilson County fair and like just had like a Michael J Fox fit while he was trying to get his face painted. Like that's what it looks like. It was a terrible situation. Um, yeah, really bad. Mojo Raleigh trying to find out who he is. That's my number five, Jesse Baker. Where are you at? Mine's a slight obscure one, but I don't know. So when our buddy, big LG Luke gallows, dot gallows, whatever you want to call him, First went over to New Japan Pro Wrestling. He was rocking the shittiest ring gear that his partner still makes fun of to to his face for this just to this day rather easy for me to say. It was basically just basketball shorts over some long boys, and it just looks so fucking. He had like this goofy face paint on, and it just looks so ridiculous. But my favorite part about why it's such bad gear is because he would literally just go to the dollar store and buy basketball shorts because they had one of those sponsor fans who would buy them for like thousands of dollars after he wore them in the ring once oh wow so he just kept buying dollar store basketball shorts wearing them <laughs> over long boys and just reselling them to this fan for like thousands of dollars so it's genius but it looks so fucking awful it's like the most embarrassing look 
for a guy that big. He's a true carny. He's it's, a true yeah, carny. Fucking through and goddamn through and proud of it, I might add. Yes, he is. He is absolutely a true carnival man. Um, yeah, that's a goodie. That's a goodie. All right, Jessica, give your number four. Where you at? Um, okay, so Carmela and most of her masks. That whole thing where she would have to wear face masks, like in like 2021, when she, oh, yeah. you don't remember that? No. Ugh. She, it was like kayfabe that she was the prettiest woman in the world and oh, she yeah, wanted to protect yeah, her yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. So the worst one is like this bejeweled face mask that she wore that was poorly cut. And every time I look at it, all I could say is this is the skin of a wrestler, Bella. Like <laughs> I like it's so bad. And it just literally just the way the mouth is cut and, and just how it sits on her face. I don't know who made that. It could have been much better, but I think it was silly to have her wear those face masks. That's Delicious. I love that. That's a fantastic choice. Uh, Wex, number four, where you at? Okay, coming at number four for me is the original WWF and WCW mid, mid to late 90s gear of our fucking local favorite. And that's J-E-R-R. J-E-R-R. Jer. Jer. Jarrett. Jer. Jarrett. I, I skipped the J-E-double-F part, but you know, you know what the fuck I'm talking hard. about. Our boy Jeff Jarrett, that goddamn, like, Chippendales, just... It's a dick dancer out there. Weird shit around his neck with the little strips that came down, like, that's the worst goddamn shit. That's, like, what made me hate Jeff Jarrett, because I was like, what the For fuck is long. he wearing? <laughs> like, yeah. the cowboy hat with the double J was enough, but the gear, and it's just an... If you ever see like random guys in the indies wearing it, it's very bold. Yeah. And like they are bold. definitely doing it to get heat because that's just some rough gear. And that comes in at number four for me. And I debated that this was going up and down on my list many times. It's so bad. Like, and no, good, like nobody, good. nobody's going to wear this to be cool. It's definitely to get heat. It's fucking horrible. There was a minute in WCW when his pants were like baggy too with it. Like, oh, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. I know what you're talking about. <sighs> that's rough. That's some <laughs> rough gear, dude. It is rough. Rough indeed. Uh, Jesse, number four, where you at? My number four has to go to what I've heard is like one of the sweetest guys on earth, uh, RIP Mr. Nelson Frazier. But it is a combination of three different gimmicks, which are Mabel, Viscera, and <laughs> Big Daddy V. The I trash mean, bag. Essentially, all three were if you put them in some semblance of a trash bag. I mean, like, even Big Daddy V, even though it was tight, it was basically like he busted a trash bag open. And you know Vince, you know Vince was kind of riveting him, like, gotta let them pecs hang out, you know, and, like, literally hang out. And it was uh, pretty bad. Mabel, though, Mabel was bad enough. I mean, my God. Like, in a main event, too. Like, in the main event spot. Like, just wrestling in a big gold and purple trash bag. I kind of, it looked like it was supposed to be like one of those weight loss body suits or something like that. And it didn't work, but whatever. That was iconic for for me, like visual. And he was just such a big guy, you know, like it kind of worked, but I get where you're going. I mean, there's that. And then Viscera, the black lipstick and like the tight leather trash bag. Like, come on, man. That, I mean, you know, that, that motherfucker, that, that whole situation needed some work. Again, Big Daddy V, the worst offender of them all, but, uh, you know, apparently a really great guy, and I had a very long, successful career, so good for him, but... 
Hey, he wore a velvet trash bag when he was the world's largest love machine. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. A brown fucking velvet uh, trash bag outfit. Yep. That was awful, too. All right. So my number four. Are you ready? I'm just going to keep feeding off of it because I totally thought we would not have the same kind of shit. But, like, mine is a very specific thing, and it's not just Mabel. It's Mo and Oscar as well, the men on the mission. <laughs> like, that alone. That alone. Like, I mean, Mabel is a big part of it because it really looked like it looked like the 90s L.A. Lakers, like, got a bunch of, like, clown versions of their outfits and then just, like, <laughs> put them on black dudes and then made their initials mom. Yep. And I was like purple and white and gold and then their acronym is mom and you're trying to make them like and dude okay how long all right just guesstimate how long do you think men on a mission was a thing uh, a six year? three years three wow. years three years that's crazy they were men on a mission for three years it's a long, a long mission. mission terrible gear yes Jinx. long mission. <laughs> terrible terrible gear it's a long mission. Um, yeah, not good at all. But yeah, men on a mission alone. Um, didn't quite crack the uh, the medal list here, but we're getting to it now. <laughs> Jessica Rosenberg, your bronze medal, worst gear of all time. Let me have it. All right. Um, I think the wrestler himself would agree. He's talked about how it was like the worst time of his life um, going through his divorce and, you know, all the like where he was at his heaviest and wasn't super in shape. Um, so, so the artist formerly known as gold dust, but also black rain, both of those absolutely heinous, terrible. Yeah. That's my number three too. I, that's my bronze medal. Well. Maryland dust. <laughs> that's insane. I preferred Maryland dust over any of the black rain, you know, AFKA gold dust stuff. Like yeah. it was just too, out of this world and you and it sucks because like you could you could kind of see what he was going through you know like it's never fun watching someone kind of crack and like was trying to spin it but it just it just looked terrible and yeah it was also my number three if we can get it out of the way nice so does it and y'all just uh excluded seven from this because that's a seven was seven is on my list uh, on on my number three in my little slashes yes seven is definitely present (laughs) because that that i was just dustin Rhodes in general because i mean (laughs) listen i love him to death i do i really do but he's got the tear most like the original gold dust was his best ring gear of all time ever his ears were painted black bro and listen like (laughs) i I, like like the inner part of the ear I think arguably his match with Cody helped like really cement AEW as like like right when they needed it. It's an absolute five star classic. That's one of the match. best it's matches incredible. of all time. That's such a but good. But he match. looked. He's still like his whole half. It's awful. It's yeah. a, he's got terrible gear. Terrible. He looks awful in the ring. Like I genuinely believe the number one reason why Dustin Rhodes was never a world champion is because of his gear slash gimmicks. It's not because he's not a great wrestler. It's not because he doesn't cut a really great promo. It's those two things. Some of that, though, was some of my absolute favorite. I literally have a box framed in boa feathers, an 8x10 glossy autograph picture of him that my boyfriend made me one Christmas and it's like one of my favorite things in this world but yeah I don't I don't know maybe his gear was too out there his like gimmicks were too out there but I think like as straight up gold dust I think if he had just not gone through the shit and like kept it going instead of getting weirder and weirder and weirder yeah 
OG hey. Goldust, 95 to 97. Best run of his career for sure. Definitely best work. <laughs> I loved Dude. it. Booker T and Goldust as a tag team is some of my favorite shit yes. of all time. Yes. You get great comedic mid card stuff. Amazing. Legendary stuff for sure. Yes. I also agree. Also agree. Okay. Well, I think we all did we all just knock out our number threes or was I haven't, it I haven't done my number three. All right. Well, actually, your number three. Come on. Number three for me. Um, this gear, there was a reason for it, but it's still the worst fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And that is Triple H's biker shorts. Oh, yeah. That was it, on my large list. Oh, yeah, his compression shorts. For his varicose veins? What? Is that his compression shorts for his varicose veins? Yeah, but those were uh, – that is just the worst gear of all time because he also Great. wore, like, the black knee pads, and it was, like, almost high-waisted, too, like, over his belly button, and it just looked like shit. It was the, the worst shit ever. I'll never forgive Triple H. Like he just should have just fucking not wrestled. Just took some time off, but he had to be that guy. But dude, had to be that guy. that's that's some horrible gear. Like any anybody, go back and look this up. Type in Triple H biker shorts, and you're gonna see the weirdest looking Triple H you've ever seen in your life. It, it doesn't fit anything he's ever done. <laughs> it doesn't. It's almost it's almost as weird as Saudi Arabia Shawn Michaels. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's 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 a. It's an alternate dimension. It's a different universe. It only happened one time. Yep. It's fucked up. Like, go look it up. You're going to be agree. Like, oh, yeah, that's fucking horrible. Why did he do that? Disgusting. Atrocious. Um, He had to impress Vance. That's why. Had to impress that Vance. All right. Well, since we, me and Jesse and Jessica all have the same number three, let's just keep it rolling. Jessica, your silver medal here. All right, coming in shiny silver. Y'all have probably heard him talk so much shit about me or about him. Strike that, reverse it. Um, He constantly looks like he's trying to hold back a sneeze. He looks like the wish version of Dane Cook. He wears jeans and cutoff T-shirt like he was auditioning for The Outsiders. That particular jean cutoff shirt, black shirt method, talking about Dean... Fucking Ambrose. Oh, yeah. He's got terrible gear. He's got terrible gear. He's terrible. He's still terrible, by the way. I'm not a dumbass. I mean, he's still (laughs) Although, I will say, this is the best I have ever seen him. True. Yeah, me too. I'll agree. And I, I don't like him because I'm not supposed to. But I'm kind of into it. Like, I'm kind of into that whole, like, the wild thing is growing on me. At first, I was like, how dare you use that song? How dare you do this? But, you know, let the man go fishing, please. Tony Khan, let him go fishing. He it's needs miles break. away from Dean Ambrose. It's way better. So oh, I'll say absolutely. That. Like, yeah. I don't hate his guts anymore. I'm like, okay, I could stand this. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me what he wears. It's literally his mannerisms. Like, it's the shoulder roll. Try it's to hold just, back a sneeze. Yeah, it's just, it's terrible. Yeah, it's, I, I'm not a fan. Not at all. Um, all right, Wex, give it to us. What's your, uh, what's your number two here? Number two. This may be one of y'all's number two or number one, but it was very hard for me because it was just, it's just hard for me to choose one. But uh, this is uh, HBK's comeback match at the, Hell or not the hell in the cell, but the fucking uh, first elimination elimination chamber. chamber. Yeah, in the goddamn worst brown 
fucking tights you've ever seen in your life. Like, when has HBK brown. ever worn brown? And he wrestled in, like, basically cowboy boots. It was they fucking horrible. Fuzzy. Like the, And we know that everyone knows the story. They weren't finished or whatever, but, dude, it looked like – I don't care if they were finished. Brown's not a good fucking color. Then why? Also, too, it's like you put these on. Like, people yeah. saw you backstage wearing this, and they let you go to the ring. Yes, they, they did. They let you go to the ring. They didn't say – Vince gave hey, a Sean, thumbs up. Vince said pair, okay. You got a pair of those black and red ones in the back, you know, like just the old school ones that say the heartbreak kid on the back. Why don't you wear those? Or or even, hey, you know what? The jeans were kind of fine at SummerSlam. Dude, those were kind of fine. Jeans would have been better than this, yes. You know, well, you could put on your little Philippians tank top and put your little, uh, you know, your little sum up, sum down, like business going on. And then eat a little Walker Texas Ranger thing in the back, you know, and, and do that. That's what he should have done. I agree. I the agree. only time jeans are an acceptable alternative. Yes, that's true. I mean, Shawn Michaels wearing literally anything else. Plus. I mean, like, literally, no, who has ever worn brown gear and it been cool? No one, because brown, unless you have, like, a good a good combination, like a brown and pink. But it was brown and, like, blue. It did not go brown fucking good together. Like. Yeah, you gotta have a good complimentary color, complimentary color with that brown for it to work good for ring gear. And HBK has always been known for like vibrant shit, and he goes for like a, you know, like that's that's not a vibrant color. Just doesn't uh, make yeah, sense. Like why color. HBK would do something like that, but we all know the fucking story. But dude, just like you said, bring out the old the old HBK tights. Fuck that shit. I love it. That's solid, solid choice. Uh, Jesse, where you at? My number two, it's not that it didn't look cool on one person one time, but it didn't look cool on this guy this time, is Ryback. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fucking ripped off RVD's gear to yeah. the T. Straight up. And you could not think about two wrestlers that are more opposite. Yeah. You got a pot-smoking, athletic, flexible, cool fucking guy in RVD, and you got a big old fucking meathead who hurts people in Ryback, who, to his credit, for a couple months there— was over, which fucking blows my mind, but he was there for a split second, but you got to keep in mind there was really nothing else going on in WWE at the time. But that gear... Dark ages. That gear fucking took everything away from it, in my personal opinion. I don't think it did anything to help him. I think, in fact, it's probably part of the reason that he didn't do better when he was over, and it just looked like somebody playing dress-up. It did not look normal. It did not look cool. Fuck Ryback for taking RVD's steez. That's my number two. All right. I love it. Uh, right back. And I mean, yet again, another one of those, I feel like I want to make a short list of these wrestlers. Uh, I'm sure somebody has it probably somewhere at the times I've said this, but again, another guy, you could just erase his entire career would make no effect on my wrestling <laughs> fandom whatsoever. Um, like not one blip. So yeah, that being said, actually both the guys on my next list here are, uh, on my two and one. I love them both for different reasons. But my number two, my silver medal, goes to uh, the original Zack Ryder. One leg was like short, tight Speedos, and the other leg was like long boys. But not just long boys, like the Fandango flare leg long boys. So they're like flared at the bottom with the highlights that my man was rocking at the time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also like green as goose shit. Like, and it, it was – he looked – he looked like the, um, like just a really green, cheesy version of like 
the over the top version of Chris Jericho's baby face Lionheart. You know what I mean? Like, come on, baby. Like that was just this whole thing. Like, and, and the whole, and the whole, I don't know, man. Like I can't, I think that like maybe a woman could get away with wearing that. And it would look kind of cool if they could figure out a way to do it. I'd but Zack Ryder wasn't that out. guy. He wasn't that guy. He wasn't that You'd be guy. scared of what? A lip would fall out if a woman was wearing it. <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. It's I mean, the dude's got a little bit to be scared of there too. You know what I'm saying? You pull true, true. Like, yeah. You pull oh no, that happened. Box and grab that it Yeah, you literally have to put it all to one side if you're wearing those. Yeah. Yeah. The it's long crazy. side. Yes, of course, the long side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think it works so well to go the other direction. No. <laughs> all right. So are we at Silver's now? We're at number we're one now. Maybe Are we number ones? Gold. Let's go, Jess. Let's go. Number one. Okay. <clears throat> Poor Bastion Booger. They labeled him as a slob and during WWF. It, there was rumors that this contraption he had to wear was punishment for being as fat as he was. Um, but he had to start wearing this gear that um, I'll go into, but he had to give up his Friar Tuck gimmick because uh, the Catholic Church complained. So they turned, they, it was like this strappy thing that like went under the man titties and like had him hanging out and it crisscrossed and it was like, <laughs> uh, like it looked like a bathing suit from space hell. Uh, and like no one should ever have to wear it. It it was so sad. Like looking at it, everybody. It's just like the. I think more so the way that they tried to portray him as this slob, greasy, gross, fat guy. Yeah, like and it's wet just like all over him and shit. Like yeah, he would like sit there and get like food and all this like gross, and it would just like gristly, completely like culturally tone deaf as well. Like yeah, yeah, terrible. It's awful. It's gross. It's disgusting. That's a great choice, though. It did look like weird, like gray, tidy whiteies that were like tied together. You know what I mean? Yeah, with like duct tape, like yeah, yeah it did look like duct tape. Vest, yeah, kind of like bondage. It's like it might have what, been duct tape. What yeah. dominatrix did he escape from? You know? Right. <laughs> uh, Bastion Booger is the OG simp. Great uh, <laughs> <straight> up. <laughs> All right, Wax. What's your number one? Okay, coming in at number one for me, this is a legendary wrestler himself. This was an early gimmick, and everything about this, from the like the tights to the hair to the entrance thing, and I'm going with Oz. Motherfucker. Kevin Nash is a, has one of his first gimmicks in WCW, and it's fucked from the fucking goddamn Wizard of Oz helmet thing that he wears to the ring, like mask, to his... His hair, his cape, his gear, his bo- like boots, everything is just the worst fucking shit I've ever seen. And clearly they were missing out because Kevin Nash ended up having a Hall of Fame career and being an amazing fucking wrestler. But this was literally one of the worst gimmicks, worst gear of all time. I'm sure you, if you guys don't know about it, go look it up. Oz, he was the Wizard of Oz. No, no, I know that. But you said amazing wrestler. And I feel like that was well, a slip I mean, of the tongue. Not like. I mean, not okay. like in ring, but just as a career. Like a, yeah, yeah. He's a cool, badass dude and had a cool power bomb. I wouldn't say he's a in-ring technician, but like legendary in the business for sure. Yes, legend in the business. 
Mediocre at best in, in the ring. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's let, let's let's rephrase that. A legendary dude in the business of wrestling that yes. we all love. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love it. It's a great choice. Jesse Baker, number one overall worst worst of all time. Yeah. Lexley took my number one, man. Hey, well, great and powerful Oz. One thing to mention about this unfortunate gimmick is not only did he have to cart all of that entrance gear in a gigantic bag around with him when they toured Europe, which he complains about frequently because it was fucking <laughs> ridiculously heavy. But they also had like the mini little wizard with him, which was Kevin Sullivan. And if you've ever seen the entrance where they come out and they got a monkey on a leash and the monkey ends up running off the entrance ramp and it's just hanging from the leash, oh my that God, monkey yeah. fucking dies during that entrance. And you can <laughs> see it. Like they literally killed a fucking animal on live television <laughs> like, while this entrance was occurring. And it's just everything about that was so ill-conceived and so ill-fated. I mean, kudos to Kevin Nash for not actually quitting the business. I know he had a little bit of a Vinny Vegas run before he actually up and left WCW. But, like, man, if anything was going to make a former basketball player that thought wrestling might be fun turn his fucking tail and run, it'd be a gimmick like Oz. Yeah. (laughs) That's fair. Killing monkeys. I didn't even know it went that deep, but fuck, that's a good, that's a very good number one choice for us, but, uh, we got one more left. So, yeah. So my number one is, um, he's going to be a first battle hall of famer. He's, um, an absolute legend and still going at this point. Um, legendary promos. People can say what they want. Sports entertainer, whatever reality TV star, the original Miz gear, the original Miz gear with the Capri shorts, with the with like no shirt but full on gloves like the fedora no, too gloves, he wore a fedora to ring do what he wore a fedora yeah no no okay no no it gets better than that he wore a bandana and a fedora like a bandana around his head oh with a fedora my on top god of that. that's that's overkill oh my lady and he did the sufi he did the uh the dane cook sufi like that was his thing <laughs> yeah i mean it's i, I don't know if I don't know if there's ever been a launch for a wrestler other than Zack Ryder and the Miz. I think they they take the cake. Like, I mean, I guess Oz as well. Cause that was a kind of a short lived hey, thing. Rocky Mavia was a little rough too. So you never, everybody has some rough early gimmicks. Poncho. I looked like a candy cane when I wrestled. Okay. So like, I can't, I, there's no, I can't, I can't talk about <laughs> bad gear without throwing John justice under the bus there. So, I mean, I'll take, I'll take all my lashings, but to me, the Miz, come on, man. But at the same time, look at look at him now, Hollywood Miz. I feel like he's finally won over the IWC. You can love him for what he is. Um, yeah, man, we've talked about some really shitty gear, though. I feel like we all have to have at least one honorable mention, like at the tip of our tongues. Oh yeah, I have like I have a couple okay. that I didn't. Yeah, I got mention. one. I got one. Jesse, where you, you at? Since you brought it up. Uh, Brian has to go to Babyface Tommy Dreamer. Mm. I mean, Tommy like, Dreamer like, is probably, probably pretty fair, but babyface Tommy Dreamer with the fucking like straight suspenders to the hip band Slabu oh. style pants, like when he first gets cane and shit. Oh. It's pretty goddamn rough. It's hard to believe he ever turned that around. I thought you were talking about TNA babyface with like the triple ponytails. Oh, I mean, that sucks too. I mean, Tommy Dreamer's wrestling gear is busted <laughs> fucking throughout his career. Let's be real. But I don't know if anything beats triple ponytails, bud. Yeah, I mean, Face Dreamer is pretty hard to look at, bro. Like it's you know, like the the nice Long Island guy and the fucking neon suspenders. It was like a real bad take on high energy. <laughs> it was a bad, high energy. <laughs> oh god, uh, Lex, what's your honorable mention? 
I got a couple of Booty Man for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. which none wow. of his gear was ever good for any gimmick, but Booty Man was the worst. Yeah. And I want to call out a specific Undertaker gear, and that's a Survivor Series, uh, like 2000, 2001, where it's like in between Dead Man, but not quite Biker Undertaker. And he's wearing this weird fucking like shirt with like the Undertaker logo on it. Yeah. Like a oh, sleeveless, yeah. like just black tank top, but he's still wearing the dead man ink, like tights he would wear when he was the, it was just fucking, it. it was like this weird transitional period. He was tag teaming with Kane in that match. And it's just the weirdest fucking looking gear ever that you never saw more again besides that match. And it always yeah, sticks out in my head, even more from the snakeskin pants. Mm. Mm. The snakeskin pants. Hey, you remember the, the Hardy version of the snakeskin pants, too? Ugh. The Matt Hardy ones? Those were terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I got a couple. I mean, 96 Jake the Snake comes to mind. Um, the Yeti. Oh, yeah. oh I mean, the Yeti. I have that. On, I, for, I literally, gotta, the Yeti that right on there. there at the bottom. Yeti's <laughs> got to be in there. Um, Adam Bomb, even though I loved it at the time, is some dog shit cheese. Uh, Repo Man. I mean, there's there's tons. There's tons. I guys. forgot. I forgot about Naked Midian. That needed. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. I tried not to choose Yeti on the actual list because it was like a one time thing or a, t- a couple time thing. But you know what I mean. It wasn't like a prolonged real gimmick because you could toss the gobbledygooker on there. There's a lot of a lot of things you could toss for bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All some around. People may, some people may say Rikishi, but uh, I think that's iconic. Iconic. Yeah, that worked. Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It, yeah. it wasn't pleasing to the eyes a lot of times, but I mean, it was there. It was. It was there. I. I, I still can't imagine Vince pitching to Rodney Yokozuna, but without like the long boys, like just straight up thong. <laughs> like that's what he wanted him to wear. God, could you imagine if E Honda had been out there like every single Monday e night? Fucking Honda, dude. Doing the bonsai, <laughs> yes. that shit. Just with it's the, better yeah, than yeah, when yeah, the yeah, big yeah, show yeah. wore it. That'd be, that'd be uh, great. Yeah. That's like that's palm strike fucking destruction right there. Hey, I I use the Honda. I also use Zangief quite a bit, but Zangief has legendary chest hair and legendary gear. I'd love to see Zangief sign with WWE someday. Um, All right, I got three, and then we can move on. Cool, let's do it. Um, specifically WWE Backlash Christian's puffy pirate shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Terrible. Cool. Like terrible. It works for Gringle, but it didn't work. For Christian, it looks stupid. I think he was wearing like either bright green pants or something. I don't know. I hated it. Um, American Badass Undertaker hated it. Mm. Um, and specifically MJF's scarf. Oh, I love it. I, I love hate scarf. that scarf. It could Burberry literally scarf? be any other scarf. I hate the color. I it hate the pattern. That's a Burberry. It, I hate it so much. I love him so much. Like, I haven't been this excited to, like, love and hate somebody so much in my life. And then, you know, we've got the Jew connection because it's like he talks about how, what he dealt with growing up and, and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, me too. You know, like, hell yeah. So, like, there's that, you know, that vibe there that you can connect on. But I fucking hate that scarf. And I wish I could never lay eyes upon it again. I would love to like see him in something, I don't know, better color. I don't know. I fucking Wait till hate he turns it. baby face. That'll be great. Yeah, I like um let's see what happens. I'm like, I'm so over that scarf. I love it. I love the scarf. I love the episode. I love shitting on gear. It's a good time. Um I'm excited about what we got going on. And uh we're gonna move on to the next phase, which is who am I? Um and we're gonna be talking about 
Uh, you know, we talked about the blunder of Austin Theory and Seth Rollins and the U.S. Championship. So this week we are doing Who Am I U.S. Championship Edition. Um, Wex, you got that. You got you're, you're, you're giving me the clever eye. Like you're like, oh, I got this some bitch right here. Um, I, I think I got a pretty good one. All right. I'm not going to make Let's the hear. questions too hard, but I feel like if you can get them off the three questions, it'll be pretty good. It's not going to be too hard, but all right, we'll start it off. Who am I, United States champions, and that's a championship that's been around since the NWA through WCW on to WWE today. And I'm going to start it off with the first question statement here. I am a one-time United States champion. I am a two-time WCW Tag Team Champion. Okay. Here's the last one. I am one of two men that didn't win the title. Who am I? Mm. That I wrestle for WWE? Uh, yes, all every, every, they both wrestled for WCW and WWE. Though briefly, both, yes. Am I still alive? Yes. Have I been on AEW television? No. Do I still wrestle today? No. Am I in the Hall of Fame? No. Two times. I thought you guys would have got that one because only two people ever did not win the United States Championship. They were awarded it. So it's one oh, of these shit. two. Um, God, what is his name? One time. Y'all have to ask. You have more questions to ask. So give me some more questions. The thing is, if this isn't one of the two people I think who are both dead, then there's more than two people that have gotten it without winning it. Well, this person's still alive, I'm pretty sure, unless they suddenly died. That I didn't know about. Name one of your name one of them. <laughs> yeah, who's the other I'm one? I'm not gonna name them. You gotta give who's me the some other questions. guy. Who's the other guy that, that got it that was a, was awarded to? Not Chris the guy that gets saying. Chris Canyon is the other guy. Okay, well it's definitely not the other one that I know got it without winning it. So Who's that one? Who who are you thinking? Hennig. Not oh, him. that's who I was thinking of, but yeah, he did. No, him it's not him. He was given. I don't know this one. What'd you say? He was given the title without winning it. So yeah. So was this person and Chris Canyon. Huh. So three and not two. Well, I didn't know. I never heard of Kurt Henning getting it. So that must have been uh when did Kurt Henning get it? <clears throat> it's a long story. I'm not going to go into it because it might give away. Some oh. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to give away because I didn't even know that Kurt Henning was awarded it. It might give away. Like maybe his or something. Oh, okay, else. okay, okay, okay. Um, any more questions? Yeah. I'm tapping out. I'm yeah, um, tapping out. Yep. Yeah, I'm not. There's no way I'm getting this. Y'all haven't really asked that many questions. Come on now, give me something. Um, um, does he have a famous family, or does he come from like wrestling history? Yes. Did we talk about him earlier on this podcast? No, we didn't talk about him yet on the podcast that I can remember. Did we is, talk about his kid? 
Uh, no. Okay. Um. Is this kid a current wrestler for WWE? No. <laughs> he ha- he has family currently wrestling in WWE, but not as kid. Huh. You guys are going to fucking lose it when I tell when you I, I, I'm so mad because I literally read about this last night trying to like beef up on it and now I can't remember. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Okay, do you want me, if I tell you who his his tag team partner was and he was a tag team champion, would yes. that give you a clue? Yeah. Clearly. Wait, 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 wait. Is he responsible for the death of Miss Elizabeth? No. Okay. <laughs> Not Lex Luger. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, his tag team partner and his two stints as world tag team champion in WCW was Crowbar. Oh, am I Raven? No. Am I David? He's a famous Flair? wrestling family. We just talked about this. Am I David Guys, Flair? Come on. What? Am I David Flair? You are David fucking Flair. Wow. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Sheesh. That was getting awarded the title. I just don't know enough about David Flair, honestly. Like that's the problem. I don't either, but I picked him because I was like, all right, that's if I give these obvious clues, because he's the one time his dad gave him the title. Yep. I I thought that would be obvious. I was I kept saying he has family in wwe i know i know i know what you were trying to say yeah i'm, I'm glad i stumped you on one that i thought you guys would get i thought you would get it all right all right jesse baker who's your who am i u.s championship edition <sighs> i was kayfabe trained by randy savage although i was actually trained by terry taylor okay. i'm in the college football hall of fame and I won my only U.S. title from Jeff Jarrett in Nashville, Tennessee. Who am I? Am I Ron Simmons? Nope. Am I still alive? Yes. Am I Lex Luger? Nope. <laughs> am, I, am I Bill Goldberg? Nope. You guys haven't asked a single question. <laughs> a question now um am i still wrestling today no am i still working with a wrestling promotion maybe behind the scenes nope okay did i play in the nfl yes oh i can i guess i think i know what it is now it's mongo yep mongo nice that's a good one that's a good one. Because I'm thinking cut. football, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's there are a handful of other facts, but I was like, they're all so fucking obvious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mongo's yeah. a good one. That's a fucking good one. Steve Mongo McMichael. I think he is. He is he still alive? He still is. With us. He's, 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 he's uh, struggling. Still struggling from ALS. Apparently, it's not getting much better, but he's still with us. So uh, I think like who beside him and Ron Simmons and like maybe one other person are the only people in the College Football Hall of Fame who wrestled, right? Uh, yeah, because Goldberg's not in the College Football Hall of Fame. Dwayne might be, actually. That Miami team was legendary. But I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. The Rock ever the U.S. champ? I don't think the Rock's ever been the U.S. champ. Do what? I don't think the Rock's ever been the U.S. champ. Nah, he won the WCW championship in the U.S. Yeah. Okay, I just looked it up, and there's only four. 
Ron Simmons, Steve McMichael, then Leo Nomanelli and Alex Carras, like some people I've never heard of. Huh. Yeah, I don't know who those are. They're like Alex some, that, They're like old, old, old. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Um, Hell yeah. All right. I'm going to do mine. Are you guys ready? Yes. yes. Okay. I was a one-time WCW United States champion. I was a one-time WWE Intercontinental champion. And I was voted the most underrated wrestler in the Wrestling Observer in 2002. Who am I? Hmm. Did I jump to WWE in the invasion? Yes. Did I ever wrestle for ECW? No. Am I still alive? Yes. Am I still wrestling? Part-time, yes. Do I work backstage in a current promotion? I work on camera in a current promotion. Okay. Um, Am I Jeff Jarrett? No. Didn't jump in the invasion, son. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're got right. Fired on TV. Got fired on TV. Fired, yeah. On the last nitro, yep. Hmm. Am I William Regal? No. Nah. No, no, no. That's not right. Am I Chris Canyon? No. Still Chris alive. Canyon is definitely not still alive. Oh, you said still alive. Oh, still fuck. Still, I'm Mr. a little Russell drunk part-time. right now. Sorry. If, we're, if we're Chris Canyon still wrestled part-time, that'd be supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> be pretty impressive. Um. God. Still wrestle part-time for my own promotion. Are they a part of Ohio Valley Wrestling? No. Hmm. Game over. This is fucking tough. I'm. I really can't think of who it could be. A one-time WCW. I'm a two-time Hall of Famer. Oh, am I Booker? Oh. T? Yeah, you're Booker T. Booker T. He was only a one-time was United States champion. Say only a one-time United States champion. Damn, I, I would have got that one. He won it yeah. a few more times in WWE, but only a one-time WCW champion. But he was a five-time, five-time. You know. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Booker which is funny because like he actually, he actually only won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship four times in WCW, and then he won it one time in WWE, and then he started doing the five time thing. Exactly. I, that's why, like, I originally was like, that sounds like Booker, but then like I was like, no, he's won so many times that that was a little tricky. I thought there. most underrated in two thousand two was gonna. I thought that was like my giveaway, and then and then. You know, he currently he just got back on camera. Yeah, I, I forgot about the re, the reality of wrestling. Yeah, and then I said like wrestling's his own promotion part time. Yeah. I was like, come on, guys. You said his own promotion. I should have got it. I was gonna say Tommy Dreamer, but then 
That would have been wrong. Yep. He was never in WCW. Yeah, that, he's one of the only ECW dudes who never was in WCW. All right, last one up. Let's get it. What do we got here? Okay, well, all right. I guess I'll do – I had two picked out because I really thought maybe somebody would do the same one. But no. Okay, so let's see. Um, Lost the belt to Sting but regained it six days later. Okay. During my third reign, I was supposed to have a match with Sid Vicious at Starcade, but it had to be quickly re- rewritten after he was stabbed. By Arn Anderson. Yeah. And um, at Halloween Havoc, he sprained a jobber's back. Am I a WWE Hall of Famer? Mm. Wait. Am I Sid Vicious? No. Why would I say his name? He said Sid Sid Vicious. The match had to be changed because Sid Vicious got stabbed by Arn Anderson. That's right. The scissors. That's right. right. The scissor deal. That's right. (laughs) Scissor me, yes. Uh, let's see. So, no WWE Hall of Famer or yes? No. Do I still wrestle today? No. Hmm. Have I ever faced Ric Flair in a high profile match? That's a really deep question. Why would you ask me that? Um, mm-hmm. No, I don't think in a high-profile match, no. Okay. Have I wrestled in a WrestleMania? Um... Don't think so. How many times have I won the United States title? Let's see. Oh, I said during his third reign, so three. Three total? Okay. Do I have heat with Macho Man Randy Savage? No. Okay. Well... No one has heat with Savage. He's pretty cold these days. So yeah. Well, you know, did I have heat? You know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. Do you want a hint? Yes. Their first match happened in WCW in uh, July of 1990 at the Great American Bash. Shit. That their first match or their first match in WCW? What, um, so their first match uh, in WCW. Was Not I in WWF yeah. before that? 
No, they were in the Universal Wrestling Association. Universal Wrestling UWA. Hmm. Uh, also, New Japan Pro Wrestling and IWGP. Oh, fuck. Am I the Great Muda? No. He's still wrestling. Well, yeah. barely, but yeah. Crazy, yeah. He, um, this one was a really good one. Hold on one second. Was I in a faction? I, yes. I'm, I'm yes. tapping out on this one. I give up. I feel like he was in a faction, but I could be wrong because, you know, I'm not. Super, super. Was I in the WWF later? Yes. My two cold Scorpio? No. You were a part of Camp Cornette. Um, no. I don't know. I'm giving up. Vince McMahon wanted him to be the Mastodon. Oh, Vader. Vader? Yeah. Vader was in a fucking headlining match against Ric Flair at Starcade. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I said, Starcade. Well, no, but you said that he wasn't ever in a high profile match against Ric Flair. Yeah. (laughs) The headlines were in 1993, which is possibly like the most famous vignette that Ric Flair ever It's all right. It's all right. She's new to this one. That's cool. I fucked that up, but it's okay. Do you guys want me to do? I do you want me to do the quick other one that I have because I feel like this one would be a lot better. Yeah, let's do that one. Okay, Uh, 1996 Hall of Fame, but was removed in 2015. WWF in the 80s, and Cardi B raps about him in her song "Hot Shit." My superstar Billy Graham. No. Uh, My Hulk Hogan. No. My Ric Flair. No. Is my, my cousin Benoit. Jerry the King Lawler? Too many to call. It. What? What? Is my cousin Jerry the King Lawler? Ooh, I don't think so. Let me look. Um, did you say Benoit? Yes, I did. Um, not quite Benoit, but similar on that plane of like, yeah. why he was removed. Jimmy from- Snuka. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there we go. Murder. Yay, murder. <laughs> yeah, guys, sorry out there in uh, wrestling land for fucking that one up, but that's okay. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'm excited about it. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to do for the cutter keep. We're doing money in the bank winners that are still wrestling. Okay? I... Um, and these are, some of these are going to be part-time, but wait, I thought um, you were doing AEW women. Wait, are we, are we doing AEW women? We can do that. Yeah. Hey, I thought it was AEW women cut or keep. Okay. Maybe let's do was. that. Yeah. We oh yeah. Drunk. We don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've been drinking. I'm having a good time. All right. AEW women's roster. I will say just as a, as a listicle, since I don't have all of Jessica's, I only know our three, but at the moment, Daniel has one more name on his roster than me, and Wes has two more names on his roster than both of us. 
So it's something to keep in mind with your cut or keep, because eventually you're going to have to even this shit out. I have yeah. 14. I only have nine, so Daniel has 11, and uh, Wes has 13. Okay. All right. No, Daniel has 10, Wes has 12. Sorry, my bad. All right, well, the show's going for a while, so I think think we're going to get to at least, like, 40. Yeah. Like, 40 wrestlers. Yeah. All right, let's go. All right. So, let's uh, let's go with women's wrestlers in AEW here. Um, Obviously, the first one off the board is going to be Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, cut or keep, Wex. Keep. Jesse? Keep. Ms. Rosenberg. Cut. Ooh. Do I need to say it, or do you guys just know? I'm assuming you're keeping. Yes, a thousand percent. Definitely a thousand percent keeping. Okay. Uh, the bunny. Cut or keep, Miss Jess? Cut. Okay. Sorry. Jesse. Cut. Wax. Yeah, I'm cutting. She ain't been shit since TNA. Cutting all the way around. Um, all right. Uh, Hikaru Shida. Cut keep. keep. Okay. Miss Jess. I'm gonna cut. Okay. Wex. Keep for sure. Cut. All day for me. Um, Jade Cargill. Keep. Jessica. I'm so oh, sorry. Go ahead. I love her. I got very excited. Okay. Oh, you're fine. Is a keep on uh, Jade Cargill there. <laughs> Jesse, where are you at? I'm going to cut. Wax, where are you at? Keep. She has so much potential and so much star power. Like, why would you not? Um, well, because of, uh, well, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. But I'm, I'm also going to cut her. Um, not for me. Um, is it Julia or is it Julie Hart? I don't know. I, I think it's I Julia, uh, but Julia it's, Hart. I think you spell it C U T for me. <laughs> got it. Cut for Jesse. What actually you got? Yeah, cut. She's got nothing to offer for me. Cut. Rosenberg. All right. Cut as well. All right. All we're all cuts here. Let's go, Athena. Cut or keep? I'm gonna keep Jesse. To keep for me. Keep. Oh, okay. Keep for both, both the J's. Uh, Wex, where you at? I'm gonna keep. She's good. She's really good. We just, even though the booking's not been great, she's a great wrestler. So I know what she can do. So I'm gonna keep her as well. I'm gonna I didn't actually well. answer, but I do. I am keeping her. <laughs> okay. I think I just said keep twice, really loud. Yeah. What happened there? It's okay. All right. So let's do uh, Ruby Soho. Miss Jessica Rosenberg. Keep. Jesse? <sighs> Can't do it. Cut. Wex? Scissor me, daddy ass. I'm cutting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am going to cut as well. Uh, let's go with uh, Ty Conti. Cut or keep? Miss Jess? Uh, cut. Wex? Cut ski. Jesse? I got a keeper. Same. I got a keeper as well. I think that there's a lot of value there. There's a lot of heat. A lot of heat. Um, Anna J. Miss Jessica Rosenberg. Cut. Wex. Who'd you say? Anna J. Anna J. Cut. Cut ski. Jesse. That's a cut for me, too. 
Dang, I thought somebody was going to take her. I'm not. Um, but yeah, so we're all, we all cut her. Um, Penelope Ford. Miss Jess. Cut. Wex. Cut. Jesse. I'm going to keep her. Same. Jesse, I feel like we're booking the same women's division here. I, I, got one, I kept one more than you so far, but yeah, I mean, it's close. All right. This is the last one for Cutter Keep. Ready? Okay. Thunder Rosa. Miss Jess. How is that the last one? There's so many better. So many. The last one for this this go round. Okay, fine. Um, I guess I'm going to keep her. Wax. I'm gonna cut her. I'm tired of her. Jesse. I'm keeping her. I'm cutting her. Cutting her. So that's where we're at, guys. Um, so what are our numbers at? How, how many how many folks do we have on each on each roster there, Jesse? I got fifteen to Daniel's fourteen. Less than sixteen. Then I do not know Jessica's. So I had fourteen. Then you kept four. So I have eighteen. Boom. Yeah. Because uh, let's see: Ruby, Soho, Thunderosa, Athena, and Jade. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. So uh, we've come to the point in the show where we announce what we're going to do next week. And again, my um, I got to be totally honest, guys. I'm like pulled in every which way. Life is busy. Two jobs. You know, trying to do the dad thing. Got the band off the ground now. We're rocking and rolling. I'm having a great time. I'm loving doing the podcast, but I don't know what to do next week. So I need a top five list. Um, somebody have anything on deck? What you got? What you got for me, Wex? I know you got something in the bag of tricks over there. Shit. Uh... What about worst occupational gimmicks? I feel like they're That's all going to be stepping specific. on each other. How about uh, top five? Just how she was talking about she loves luchadors. Top five luchadors of all time. Just okay. luchadors. Not, just, like that. not masked wrestlers, luchadors. Yeah, we did masked wrestlers. Yeah. And I don't think we even did that many luchadors when we. There was like two. About. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we did the Who Am I with masked wrestlers for the most part. And then with the rest yeah, of them. That's right. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. That's right. All right. All right. So since we did that, let's do the who am I is going to be. Um, let's do what, what, what should we do for who am I next next week? How about who am I NXT originals like black and gold, not 2.0. Oh, I see. When like the game tryout NXT phase where they're running kegs up and down the ramp or we go like, no, like, the, you know, like the real NXT. Yeah, so like we'll say we'll say uh we'll say full sale full sale NXT, 2.0. yes, like OG. Okay. Only on WWE network, like not TV NXT. Okay. Okay. The or- how about this? The original version of the title. That era. Okay. The big like X, that. the original like Yeah. That NXT. That makes sense. I like that. NXT OG is the who am I? And then the cutter keep for next next week is going to be, um, you know what? Let's do cut or keep world champions still on WWE's roster. 
They have to have been right, a world, world champion champions. of some kind. Okay. Um, and we'll do 10 names. Okay. Perfect. So that way we'll have a really good, but obviously they have to still be wrestling there. Um, yeah, that's going to be a good time. Cool. Um, also too, I want to hype you guys up. We are going to be doing possibly the last ever actual kayfabe comparisons show, um, of a true old school two versus two. Um, everybody, it seems like and their mom that has a podcast has been talking about the Montreal screw job. We're not going to do that. Um, we're going to do survivor series 2002 versus survivor series from this coming year. And that's going to be the very, that's going to be the very first weekend in, um, December. So we got a couple weeks uh, leading up to that, but I want to go ahead and prep you guys for that. So those, uh, those listeners that are missing those OG comparisons, um, I've heard a couple comments there that you guys are missing that format. So we're definitely going to bring that back, especially for a big show like that. To me, O2 is a, I mean, I've been harping on it for a long yep. time, but it's a forgotten year. It's a great Underrated. year. So I'm very excited to be covering that. Um, Miss Jessica Rosenberg, it's always been amazing having you on. Will you please give the people your script? Where can they find you? What else do you have going on? Yeah. Um, so Twitter and TikTok, you can find me at busty.shackleford. Um, Instagram as well. Um for Twitter, if you search at Peggy Hill Feet, I will come right up. Um, you know, that's where you can <laughs> find me. me. Don't find me anywhere else. <laughs> oh, Maybe dude, you'll that, see that, me back here sooner rather than later. That handle just will never not pop me. It's so good. It's so good. Um, Thank it's you. good stuff. You can always find your boy, Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, at Daniel Daybreak. Anywhere there is an at handle, you can find me at Daniel Daybreak. You can always find the show at kfabe.com on Instagram and Twitter. We're at kfabe.com pod on TikTok and just regular old kfabe comparisons on YouTube and on Facebook. So, you know, hit subscribe, tell a friend. I found out recently the best way to share us is like, share the podcast like on apple or spotify or wherever just text it to someone like if you actually send it in a text message like one time like hey listen to this that actually boosts a lot of engagement it puts us more in like uh things you might like for other people that listen to podcasts like this so if if you even like it you get like i don't know 30 seconds to send a text to one of your friends that you think might like the show that would be amazing um yeah man wex where can folks find you you can always find your boy at Wex Breaking the Lawson or Wex Lawson on pretty much all of your social medias. And I want to say that uh, that rematch of fantasy football this week, I'm going to go for that, that two in a row on you. On me? Even though I'm on a losing streak, I'm going to go for that two in a row on you. But Daddy's on a winning streak. You know you but, know, Daddy's going to come in and sweep the whole thing up, right? Yeah, but right like now I'm 07 Benoit, so I'm on a mission. Yeah, and you're going to die just I like win, you did, and I'm going to end up being the champ. Change my name, happen. but like 07 Benoit, because I'm on a losing streak, I'm on a mission. I'm going to get my get my victory back. Well, you know what? Just like Deshaun Watson, I'm going to take it without your consent, okay? Oh, God. All right. Well, <laughs> Jesse Baker, Jesse Baker, where can folks find you? Find me at Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter or Instagram, regular old Jesse Baker on Facebook. Coming at you soon with some show announcement type stuff and all that fun, normal shit. Yes, we got big things in the, in the works. I'm excited. That's going to do it for us this week. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. I am going to go watch that Vader-Rick Flair match now. <laughs>